The mother put the porcelain spoon. The mother drew back and poured the little girl back. But the mother did not hear the old voice. The mother. Experience the heartwarming story of a mother's love that knows no bounds, titled The Mother, written by Nobel Prize-winning author Pearl S. Buck. It's a story of love, sacrifice, and the universalism of motherhood that transcends race and borders, told through an account of an unnamed mother living in rural China in the early 20th century. Get the audiobook right now at radio.cgtn.com or any major podcast platform. Simply search for the Books and Beyond podcast and key in the mother. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Lai Ming, joined by Fei Fei and Yu Huling in the studio. Coming up, the summer vacation has inspired a new round of growth for tourism in China. Besides the much-talked-about special forces-style travel, which grabbed our attention earlier this year, people are traveling in all kinds of styles this summer. Today, we study the latest trends in summertime tourism. We hope to get your feedback on our discussions and on the show at large. You can share your thoughts with us by writing an email to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Now on Roundtable, some statistics and background info before we talk about the tourism boom in summertime. Based on data from China's Ministry of Culture and Tourism, China Tourism Academy expects Chinese people to take nearly 1.9 billion person trips in the three months from June through August. This should account for nearly 30% of all travels throughout the year and contribute 1.2 trillion yuan or 170 billion US dollars in tourism revenue. So that's really something. People are traveling. If you walk around Beijing, uh, especially in downtown Beijing, a lot wow. of the Tourist attractions, and chances yeah. are you uh, you'll be impressed. Exactly. You know, I walked around a certain very popular scenic st- spot in downtown Beijing, and I counted on the s- same street. I came across nine tour groups, <laughs> nine tour groups, tour groups, and you can imagine the crowds on that streets. I mean, cars cannot get through. I'm not surprised because we've been talking about traveling around for、uh, several episodes because we're on、uh-huh. a yeah we're on a series on studying and analyzing people's traveling trends, especially、mm-hmm. the Gen Zers. What are they doing when they're traveling <laughs> around? And we've talked about、um, different genres, including different cities. The Uh, relatively lesser-known cities that like to travel around,、mm-hmm. and also places like to stay. And today, apparently, they are also changing their style of traveling. Instead、mm-hmm. of going to the must-go-to places、yeah. that you have to check in on the scenic spots, a lot of people started to concentrate their travels on a certain theme that they're interested in, that they would like to concentrate on. Actually, a research、uh, from Um, Mintao reveals that three in five urban Chinese respondents say they are motivated to try themed travel because it would make a suitable hobby. That's sixty-six percent said that, and it is an in-depth travel experience. That's sixty-four percent of the respondents are saying. And furthermore, opportunities for socializing is another driver for themed traveling among Chinese consumers. Nearly half of the respondents say that the desire to meet people with similar Interests and 
interest is the reason why they would like to try themed travel. Say if you're traveling to a tourist destination,、uh-huh. mainly because you've watched a TV series that you enjoyed so much, or a movie that you find very interesting, and when you're there, you meet new people who you know love the TV series as well, and you guys would be able to talk about the plots, the characters you like, as if you were in your own living room, not traveling at all. That's new people you travel to the places so that you would be able to meet. Okay. So that's the socializing factor we are talking about here, Lai Ming. If you're in your living room, you can only discuss the same. Topic with your beloved wife, not new friends. So that is the idea. Gen Zers are opting for themed traveling for different reasons. Nice response to my sarcasm, but、uh, <laughs> a little elaboration on on the themed travel. Because、uh, really, what does it mean? If I were to look at this、uh, this word, themed travel, I would believe that when people are traveling, for instance, to the Ming Great Wall, they'd be visiting history. I mean, that's history themed. When people travel to, let's say. The mean imperial tomb, and then it is, it is it is gloom and macabre, but it's still history and culture. There used to be themes when people travel. What 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 kind of themes are people doing nowadays? You you mentioned something about change. How is it different from the good old days? Well, it depends on basically each. People's different interests, personal interests. For example, recently there is a movie called Chang'an. It's an animation, you know, depicting really famous Chinese poets about a thousand years ago in the Tang Dynasty. And now we are seeing travel agency and also the local government of that specific Chang'an, which is Xi'an in current in modern times, designing routes for travelers. You know, you can go to these certain places within. One trip and revisiting what's been showing in the movie, and it's been really popular and also sort of helps with the tourism of the city of Xi'an and also you know some of、uh, its neighboring towns and cities as well. But then again, I think.、Um, It also can comes in different other forms. For example, if I'm really really interested in certain.、Um, Cuisine of a certain, for example, the Chaoshan cuisine,、Ooh. which is basically the the <laughs> local cuisine in Chaozhou and Shantou, and pe- people can go through different eateries and restaurants of that region is in the southern part of China, and really go through the different types of different. Really delicious snacks, or hot pots, or other seafood,、um, food and dishes that they want to taste. And so it depends really on what you are interested. It can be history, it can be based on a movie, or it can be just simply as food. Yes, and I think the main difference here is how you plan your trip.、Uh-huh. Previously, let's say I'd like to travel in Beijing,、uh-huh. and I will pick the. "Quote unquote," most visit places here in Beijing,、mm-hmm. or must visit places here in Beijing,、mm-hmm. and then I will go to Palace Museum.、Sure. Yes, that is a cultural and、uh, history-based place.、Mm-hmm. But I would also maybe go climb the Great Wall, and、okay. I will visit the Olympic Park. Okay,、and、they are different themes. So the density of the History element or the culture element is not as strong and concentrated as the <laughs> history themed tour here in Beijing. If I am on a history themed tour in Beijing, I would only go to the places. 
where they can provide me with the concentrated culture and history knowledge, and that is the entire trip. It's kind of like, um, if you are only taking pictures in different places and call it an album, I would not despise you, but I would say, huh. But if Feifei is having a theme of her, let's say, designed. Um, angle say she is dressing up as a traditional Chinese, tr- dressing up with traditional Chinese costume, and she's taking photos in only the places with traditional Chinese element. Then I would give a thumbs up to her album.、Hmm. You know what that reminds me of is really you know back in the days the rich people will say I would take a ski trip in Europe, see a themed trip, a yeah, ski trip, yeah. And now, but then again, I think about currently. A lot of the younger visitors and tourists are talking about they want to focus on experiences、mm-hmm. into different cultures, different cities, and different regions, and they are sort of want to experience it rather than taking a few pictures and then hop on the bus and go to the next one. So by having a certain theme, they can sort of concentrate on the experiencing part of the. Travel, for example, if we're talking about traveling in Beijing, you can have millions and different designs of routes that you can choose. You can have the city walks around the hutongs. You can visit the historic, you know, famous spots like the Palace Museum, the Great Wall. You can talk about the food only, and you know, where should I begin if I'm a first timer here in the city? And it would sort of help me to link these different spots together and sort of really give me at least one. Part one aspect of the Beijing city that I really want to see and experience, rather than going through all the different checkpoints and then saying, you know, I'm here. And、uh, what do you know about the city of Beijing? Well, I'm not really sure <laughs> that you know. What can I tell you about my trip here?、Mm-hmm. So, as compared to the older practice of tourists being hoarded into tourist attractions and having only a Small window to take their pictures and maybe to relax a bit,、uh, and having to rush from one attraction to another within the a window of two to three days, most likely two days.、Um, now these tourists and travelers, they have, let's say, a stronger say in in determining where they want to go and how they want to go about enjoying their trip. So as compared,、um, we're not saying so. We're not saying.、Mm, Travelers nowadays are not following the older practice. There are still、mm. plenty of younger people who would、uh, give up their thinking capacity and just surrender it all to a tourist guide and have it arranged <laughs> for them. And sure, that's for sure, as long as they get to enjoy it. But now it seems that、uh, travelers they have their own plans, and this is in part. Uh, manifested in the number of freestyle travels.、Uh, I mean, travelers who don't、uh, pur- purchase the service of a travel agency who take it on their own, like、uh, special forces style, or yeah, and also people who might might want to consult the travel agencies in in greater detail and then think about and then propel them and even.、Uh, Command them to come up with the innovative innovative plan that is only unique to them. 
Yeah, not only are they creating new ways, new themes, new styles of traveling, they're also creating new terms to describe themselves. Actually, on China's social media, the hashtag "What type of traveler are you?" under that tag, you would be able to find all these new <laughs> terms that I didn't, I didn't even understand at the very beginning. Which means I am not that young anymore. Um, there's this incense. Burning youth; those are the people who would like to visit different、um, places, different destinations, seeking blessings from, let's say, a、um, from different deities for their studies, for their careers. They would just, you know, make that kind of trip. And there's this group of people who would like to have a laid-back style of traveling, always on lookout for new places to take a nap and take sounds like、yeah. me and relax. That's and for me. And there's also the overlooked artists, the kind of people who'd like to paint pictures and、um, go visit art galleries and museums on their entire trip.、Mm-hmm. So museums and art galleries would be their only destinations.、Mm-hmm. And the most funny one, in my opinion, is the Yuanming family. <laughs> Tao Yuanming is actually someone from Chinese history, and he's known for being this very chilled dude. Uh, and also, an advocate for the rural <laughs> living style. Exactly,、yeah. and people say they're enthusiastic about rural tourism, and this group of travelers would seek authentic and immersive experience in the countryside, and they go call themselves, you know. Um, long lost relatives of Mr. Tao Yuanming, just you know something like that, and all that different hashtags show how、um, young people nowadays. Do not like to be confined into the traditional ways, and how much they want to define themselves. What do you think、uh, explains this change? I mean, why do you think an older generation of travelers would enjoy entrusting themselves to travel agencies and tra- tour guides, as compared to perhaps a younger generation of travelers who want to make their own plans and who want to go where they want to go instead of You know, following following the the trend. Well, I think it depends on you know if we look up look at our parents' generation when they travel, they're thinking you know this probably will be my、uh, a lifetime experience for me in this certain area in this city. So why not taking the advantage and visit as many spots <laughs> as possible、mm. and also saving as much money as possible? That is true. So I mean, for、down. my parents' generation, they often say,、oh, "The last time I've been to Beijing or the last time I've been to Shanghai was 15 years ago." <laughs> exactly, and they will cut back, especially if you want to try some local cuisines. It will be like you know, it's quite expensive. Why not just go to a cheap eatery and finish your, you know, just to to feed yourself, not to the point of starvation. That's the point. But rather, the, the younger generation, they definitely won't miss out the local food when they travel. So I think it's more about the financial capab- capabilities of each generations. Now we can afford going to certain places multiple times under different themes. But back in twenty, thirty years ago, this is. Maybe my only time in Beijing in my lifetime, so I want to visit all the spots <laughs> and also save the money. And so they're willing to cut back on certain experiences when it talk when it comes to food or when it comes to dressing up as the empress or emperor and taking photos in certain spaces. So I think it's about the financial aspects of it. 
Um, and that's why we are seeing these changes. And now I think it's sort of a challenge for the travel agencies that they can no longer just linking the hotspots in that city. And, and call that, it a great trip. Yes. Now customers or travelers have more say and higher demand and they really, really have to work on it. What, what sort of theme am I providing? And is it really interesting or attractive enough to attract enough tourism and visitors so that I won't uh, suffer losses under these themes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that is why some travel agencies are trying their very best to create these new themed travel plans and they're not only catered to the need of the young people mm-hmm. so for example they are creating um, a traditional Chinese culture themed um, trip providing their customers with traditional Chinese costume taking them to different places including the places where um, very popular Chinese TV shows were shot so that they can check in those places and take pictures portraying themselves as characters in these TV shows. So this is what they designed for the relatively younger generation. But they are trying to create something for the elder customers as well. For example, I know this themed trip that is concentrating on health and wellness. They would provide different spots like hot springs and body care services, massage and spa, Mm -hmm. and relaxing activities in forests like for forest oxygen zones you can walk in the forest and just breathe in the healthness that provided (laughs) by the forest and for these kind of tour for these health themed travel plans they would even include um play people or staff like a doctor for each traveling group and they would make sure every two hours if they're traveling on a car they would have a rest time for the relatively elder travelers and I think it's quite sensitive and nice and I would certainly sign up for such trip one I feel like um, having a trip so that I can relax myself mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. This has a lot to do with the improvement in people's living standard. I mean, back in the days, you can't imagine having a doctor traveling alongside with you oh, yeah. mm-hmm. as you uh, go about uh, challenging yourself in mountain climbing or just uh, uh, special forces style storming all the tourist attractions within one mega city. I mean that that was unimaginable, but now people can afford to have that service attached to the entire trip. I mean that's one thing for sure. Another thing that I think a lot of people probably don't realize is how much the tourism market has uh, changed over the past few decades. I think one of the reasons why our parents' generation or our grandparents' generation were reluctant to uh, spend too much money on on the trip was because the the well the tourist attractions and the tourism wasn't uh, well regulated to a point that uh, there could be traps and uh, and challenges on the road. I mean, if you could, you could talk to a restaurant owner, uh, how much this could cost. I mean, this you the the at the end of the day, your bill could well go beyond the depth of your wallet. But so, I, 
a lot of the tricks and, and and traps that you have to overcome. But these days, in modern times, we still talk about overpriced strings on pawns, that sort of thing. But it's it's not a common place these days.、Mm, but I still have my doubts about these themed traps. Is that currently we're seeing one city collaborating with travel agencies on these trips? But when it comes to certain themes, for example, if I want to follow the life of Lee Bai under my trip, we're talking about different cities and even different regions.、Uh-huh. How to link that and how to make that feasible and attractive to tourists so that they are able, they want to spend. Two weeks or one week traveling through different cities to experience the life of Li Bai. I mean,、mm. that's what、This、that was like. This is a niche demand. I mean,、yeah. although it is, I can see it growing, growing in demand, but it, it is still a niche demand as compared to the regular kind of travel. As such, I'm sure certain tour guides might be able to pull that off. I mean, they could through do some research into. The lifetime of Libyan and come up with the must must see destinations and arrange the route for that. Yeah, and for the very proactive Gen Zers, and thanks to the development of technology, you can certainly do your own research and、right. share your travel plan online.、Mm. That would be a、uh, move we can make from the customer side.、Mm-hmm. This move away from professional tour travel agencies and tour guides is also an indication of how. The tourism market here in China has matured. I mean, the tour, the travelers, they are better educated, they are better researched, and they know what they're doing instead of relying solely on the help of the tour guides and travel agencies. You're listening to Roundtable Motivational Mondays next. Welcome back to Motivational Mondays.、Uh, let's、uh, begin with your holding first. Well, thank you. Actually, my quote has something to do with today, which is the August seventh, because August. From August first to August seven, actually, according to World,、uh, it is the World Breastfeeding Day. It is an annual event celebrated during this period of time to promote and support breastfeeding as a vital aspect of infant and young child health. And my quote here is written by Sarah Barkley. Uh, Buckley, who is a family physician, author, and speaker on pregnancy, birth, and parenting, and the quote goes: "Breastfeeding reminds us of the universal truth of abundance. The more we give out, the more we are filled up, and that divine nutrition." Um, nourishment, the source from which we all draw, is like a mother's breast, ever full and ever flowing. Wow! It has something to do with breastfeeding, of course, but I think it's also the truth of, like it's stated in the quote, the universal truth of abundance. It's the same. If we use our brain as much as we can, we would be able to think much. If we juggle as much as many balls as there is, perhaps our ability would improve as well. And that is why I think it fits as a quote for our motivational Monday parts. And as for the、um, breastfeeding week, actually for this year the theme is let's make breastfeeding and work. Work, because more than half a million working women are not given essential maternity protections in national laws, and just twenty percent of countries require employers to provide employees with paid breaks and facilities for breastfeeding or expressing. 
um, milk, and I am happy that as a mother here in China, I have all the privileges. So that has also made me feel very motivated for the coming week. Oh, good. And and another way, another thing that I take away from your quote is like wisdom is dynamic. You can't pursue wisdom. You can't be wise when you are holding knowledge. I mean, that's not、mm. enough. You have to. Uh, when you when you are studying, you you have to think about how you present it to somebody else, to to others. Otherwise, you you're just holding knowledge, and this you this knowledge being hoarded is of no use to you or the society. Yes, the more you give, the more you will have. Mm-hmm. And my quote this week is from、uh, an athlete. Uh, Olga Kobert, a Soviet gymnast,、uh, born in 1955, and she won four gold medals and two silver medals at the Summer Olympic Games. And she said, "The ability to conquer one's self is no doubt the most precious of all things that sports bestows." And I, I looked particularly for this quote as we are still hosting the. World University Games in Chengdu, and I think when we turn our eyes to the sports event, there's something we need to take away, other than entertainment. Because even as we watch and talk a lot about sports events, some of us might think the games are all about professional athletes. These athletes are the top of the games, but still, they represent all of mankind in our quest to be faster, higher. Stronger together. If we don't appreciate the athletes' will to challenge themselves and be inspired to change ourselves, the sports events will be reduced to entertainment and lose at least half their meaning. I mean, certainly it's exciting to watch a goal or an athlete overcoming him or herself、uh, at a, a world event, but、uh, if it's only thrill you take away, then、uh, it's a waste of opportunity. And that's my quote this week. Wow, that's very deep. Yeah.、Exactly. And for those of you who do not know us so much, I only take a deep look at myself on the motivational Monday、um, part of the show. But Liming does it all the time. <laughs> Which is well, a lot of pressure, <laughs> self-inflicted. Yeah.、Um, and my well, it's not really a quote, but my story is. Happening online with a vlogger called Kong Kong, and he ran into a homeless guy in the city of Hangzhou, who became homeless under a lot of really misfortunes in his life. He got all of his cash and clothes got stolen by his friend, and he got injuries so that he had to quit a number of jobs, and so he sort of was stuck in his life because he was short of. About forty yuan to to reapply for an ID card,、Aww. but because of all his cash was stolen by his friend and he, also his mobile phones, he wasn't able to do that. He he sort of got stuck there, and so that that vlogger having the question that it could be a lie gave him two hundred yuan so that he can restart his life, and you know.、Um, The the homeless guy actually applied for his ID card, got a new place to live, had a new job, and he was really optimistic about all these mis mis unfortunate things happening with himself. And he never complained about you know I having these injuries, got getting stolen by my friend, and getting divorced by my wife, and having to take care of my families, having no money at all, and in the big city like Hangzhou, he was. Sort of looking forward, looking ahead. You know, what can I get for 
uh, in the future. And really, I think for that vlogger, Kang Kang, he himself was undergoing some certain mental health problems at that time. And he was sort of motivated by this homeless guy of you can always restart your life. It's never too late. You can get stuck in your life at some point, but with a little help in the society, you can re always restart. And so I think he's really motivating not only for the vlogger himself, but also for all of us that it's never too late to restart. Mm -hmm. And very interesting how certainly it is impressive to see the uh, formerly homeless guy really restarting his life. And that's, that's impressive. That's very, very touching. But on the other hand, I think this also stressed the point that we human beings are social beings. And mm. uh, we sometimes will have to rely on each other, on the good wills of each other. And uh, incredible things can happen if we really uh, reach out and uh, help each other. I mean, this... You never know. Uh, one nice gesture, gesture, a very trivial nice gesture on your part might change the life of somebody else and in turn your own life. I mean, that's certainly a very touching story. I mean, certainly very, very incredible, but very touching. And that's it all the time for uh, we have for Roundtable today. And thank you for listening. If you haven't heard enough from us, I mean, remember, you can always find us on Apple Podcasts at Roundtable China. Thank you for listening. 